Hey, I'm Ramel London. I'm a TV radio presenter and host, and I want to welcome you to the Mainstream Podcast. I am so excited to be speaking to two young ladies who are destined for greatness. As first-time actors, they dived into the world of rocks, a film that represents friendship, family, London life, but most importantly is a true representation about being a modern-day teenage girl. And it's from a cast and crew that is full of young women, and it's about young women. I am so happy to be joined by Bookie and Kosa. How are you both? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. How are you? Good. Very, very well. I'm so excited! <laughs> Honestly, because you guys have absolutely smashed it. But I've got to say, first of all, welcome to the mainstream. Now, we're going to be talking about your journey into rocks because I feel like it's insane. I've never heard of anything like this before. So, um, first of all, I just want to know, like, obviously, I watched the film. You smashed it. I laughed with you, cried with you, sang, danced with you. <laughs> And you're not afraid some moves as well. Um, it's such a good film. How would you both describe the film Rocks? I'll start with you, Bucky. Um, I would describe Rocks as love, um, friendship, resilience, and um, yeah, just love, friendship, and resilience. That's these three words. That's nice. Okay, that was that's a short sweet. I like. It. <laughs> okay, so how about you? Um, yeah, like what you said. Um, I think fun, emotional, and empowering. Oh, definitely. Yeah, you ba- you basically nailed it because I feel like what I got from watching it is that it felt really organic. It felt really natural, and I know that's especially because you guys had no scripts. You were allowed to kind of do your own thing, create your own dialogue. And it was a lot of improvisation through workshops. So please break down those workshops. It sounds like it was intense. It was, it wasn't, um, it actually wasn't that intense. It was at the very start of the, like the workshopping process. We didn't know what we was workshopping for. I don't oh. think the word film was even mentioned until, um, until the very end of some of the workshops when Lucy Pardy, the, direct, the casting director, asked us to actually come and audition for the film. But still, those auditions were still done in a very um, untraditional way, like we wasn't given a script and um, we didn't have any lines to recite. We just had to bring ourselves on the days and just do the activities that were given to us. Um, we done workshops with amazing people like Dion Reed. Um, oh. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, yes. We done, um, we done one workshop with Gemma Kenny. Like we just done so much fun, different activities with young people. I know that they just wanted to see how we interacted with each other. Yeah. And like, I know um, towards the end, that's when we were given like some scenarios and that's when the improv started. And um, I feel like some of the girls could see who was, who was gonna make it into the film and who wasn't because numbers wow. had to reduce, yeah. Like it was almost like it was almost like um, like X Factor. Contestants were slowly going. Me and Costa would look at each other. Like, you still week. here? Yeah, you still, like, still here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That is quite like like you said, very X Factor. Like you know, yeah. all of a sudden it becomes a competition almost. So was was there any kind of like 
competitiveness between you like you know I know the roles were kind of developed as you went along but you guys became the leading ladies so was there kind of like oh yeah I want this I'm going for this I'm gonna make sure I kill it kind of vibes um it was not really because when we were kind of auditioning there was no characters we kind of built up the characters as they got to know us they right. molded the characters around us so when we did get assigned our roles it was kind of like we were excited, like we were screaming for each other. Like when I found out she was gonna play the lead role, I was like, ah, <laughs> there was definitely no competition, just like just pure love and just boosting each other up to be honest. Yeah. That's beautiful, man. And like literally, you guys are genuinely friends now. Cause you didn't know each other before, did you? No, we didn't. That's- um, we met on a workshop actually, um, and we just instantly connected. Like she's like my sister now. We even got kicked out of workshops. Oh, what? People. It was a mess. We thought we were not coming back to the. Yes. We thought we were not coming back. But, you lot are bad. But that, do you know what? <laughs> That's what I love because half the time, and I, I started to clock like this has to be improvised because these lot are flowing to what like some of the banter some of the jokes i was like nah that's too real like <laughs> she was literally like wh- there was something you said kosa where someone said something and then you mimicked her and then everyone mimicked her as well yeah, and i was yeah. like that is actual in the classroom that's how everyone acts and i love that you guys kept it 100 and um you were able to be yourselves but also you know represent because i know that you guys especially wanted to show that especially bookie you're from hackney it's the east london show you were like yeah let's show them what it's like being us and again going back to you kosa i know you were not holding back when it came to nah that's not how it would be yeah. <laughs> like you you were quite vocal there was a phrase that was used where you said nah this is dead <laughs> we need to do this again and i love your honesty but was you ever worried that like you might be crossing the boundaries you might be saying too much because you know you're a first-time actress and you're working with professionals it sounds like you were really comfortable around them all um yeah um, because of the way they kind of approached this from the get-go it was such a like comfortable and like the environment we were in there was no hierarchy or no one had the power it's kind of like anyone had the power to voice their opinion and be listened to um so yeah when we, when we were on set by that time we kind of knew each other for a year now so that relationship was there and uh, we were comfortable around each other so i thought i could say anything to sarah but when i look back at it now i'm like because hmm, she actually is a director like back then when i was 13 i didn't know what a director was or the power they hold on set i kind of just saw her as sarah but then now yeah. i'm like <laughs> like my bad Sarah <laughs> and we had to redo that whole scene and that's also money like now I know that but back then I was, yeah but that's them we're kind of like family now so yeah I could I could have just said anything to them and it was a- not in a hateful way or you know but that's beautiful and I love that you know you guys were able to help create these characters so for each of you what was you kind of what was the main thing you wanted to come out of uh, the characters that you were playing? I wanted, um, I think for Rox, I wanted to depict um, a brown young woman um, that had layers to her and I didn't want to put any sort of stereotype on um, 
on rocks. I didn't want people to see her and think, oh, that's just another brown girl. That's just another yeah. girl. I wanted to see her for who she um, for who she is. I feel like everyone deserves to be seen as an individual. I feel like we live in a society that's so um, obsessed with boxing people. They are so obsessed with like binaries and stuff like that. So when approaching the rocks, I think being truthful to myself and being able to identify myself with rocks and therefore um, being rocks and being myself at the same time. I was being an individual and therefore the character was more on the unique side rather, um, rather than um, normal black, black girl that we've seen. Yeah. Like, a fake black girl that we see on screen all the time. Yeah. Well done, well done. How about you, Kesa? Um, for me, I think it was kind of being um, honest to my religion and truthful to myself and kind of um, hopefully showcasing a normal black Muslim girl without any stereotypes or your usual weird, weird... Like, usually when I watch film and shows, I feel like it's always through a, you know, your white gaze where it's always that she's being forced to wear the hijab, like she's so yeah. restricted, she's in a little box. But it's not like that. It's I'm still me. I'm an individual for myself. Yes, I have my hijab because I chose to wear my hijab. Do you know what I mean? My religion doesn't hold me back from doing other things. So hopefully, hopefully when young girls watch this, it's like they see themselves on screen now. And not only on screen, but this industry. And there's a space for you. There's a voice for you. Like, you are welcome here. You can, you are, this is your space. Yes. So that's kind of what I hoped would be shown. You're honestly, both of you are warm in my hearts because this is exactly the representation we need. And I, I realised as well that, you know, even looking from my perspective, I'm like, oh my gosh, finally we've got characters that show what it was like in school. And I think as well, we've seen loads of like black shows or, or like, like, you know, predominantly black leads. And it's usually the narrative of, gang violence or some kind of there's some kind of negatives involved and yours was all even though it was a really you know um stressful storyline it was very very nice to just see the happiness the black girl magic the black boy joy with emmanuel little d'angelo like (laughs) there was actually so many beautiful moments that you guys have portrayed which i personally haven't seen done as well as you guys have done it. So again, thank you. And I think there's loads of, there's loads of young girls now and young boys who are like, yo, they're actors now. Okay. So what advice would you give to someone that's like, I want to do that too? If I'm being 100% real, I would say to someone who has been an actor, forget about being wet. Forget about being moist. Forget about seeking any sort of um, validation from your counterparts. I feel like if you want to enter an industry like this, you have to fully, um, like, de- you have to destruct yourself. You have to break down. You have to be outside the box. And a lot of French groups that were in, a lot of people that were around, they. Um, we can't seek validation from these people because not everyone has a forward mindset and you can't yeah. act um, You can't act from what your, your counterparts are doing. No matter how important the friendships are, if 
friendship is important, but you are important and you should be your priority. So whether you're jumping at this opportunity, if your friend isn't doing that, or your friend looks at it and thinks, oh, that's kind of like silly, like why would you do that? Um, it's, not, it's not their life, you can't live your life um, trying to please someone else who doesn't really actually care. They may care to a degree, but at the end of the day, you honestly only have yourself. So um, one call that Keith Stanford says, he said, why would you care about people that aren't even in your head? It doesn't, it doesn't make sense at all. So I would just say, I'm not sure if that's answered your question, but the advice I would just say is for you to focus on yourself and completely disregard any other opinion that's not worth it. Like, why would I listen to um, a 13-year-old that's telling me, uh, um, why would you join that drama school with all those funny people that listen to one of my mentors, like Annie Henriquez or Teresa Coco or Axel Hines, who are giving me these amazing opportunities and they know the outcome of these opportunities. You need, you need to be... Um, People need to start praying for discernment and just knowing who to listen to and who not to listen to. You better tell him, Bookie. You better <laughs> tell him. I love that. <laughs> How about you, Kasa? Um, Yeah, I don't know to what Bookie says. Um, I'd also say put your pride aside. That's something I learned. It's like you kind of, like Bookie says, stop, forget about feeling embarrassed or feeling wet because I feel like pride is such a strong thing, especially around where I'm from. It's like, oh, like, why would I do that right now? Uh, why would I be vulnerable on screen? That's weird. Yeah. Why are you crying? Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I that kind of also be honest to yourself and stop comparing yourself to other people. Because when you enter this game, you kind of start looking at other people and like, oh, like she's doing that. Like, oh, I'm gonna do that. Why is she doing that? But I'm like this. And something Dion Reed said that kind of stuck with me is comparison is the thief of joy. And so. Once you start comparing this person does this, this, you kind of forget about yourself and all the beautiful qualities you have. So, yeah, be honest, be true to yourself and go for what your heart desires, not yeah. other people and different this and distractions. Go for you. I hope Definitely. That yeah, no, you both made perfect sense. Great, great quotes. You lot are just mic dropping everywhere. I love it. Um, <laughs> Um, I, I feel like you, you touched on something really, really important. Like you guys were vulnerable and you allowed yourselves to step into a whole new world as actors. I still can't believe that you guys have never acted before. Like that blows my mind, especially when we see scenes. There was a very personal scene between your two characters as friends where you see the relationship breakdown and you're both very upset. It was a breakup. <laughs> it was a real friendship breakup. And we were like, oh, no, oh my gosh, girls. I won't spoil anything. I won't say how, what happens next. But, um, <laughs> but how did you guys tap into those different emotions? I mean, it was an emotional roller coaster throughout it. I mean, a lot of the scenes, Bookie, that you did with D'Angelo, uh, being alone and, you know, having to be a sister mum and then, you know, having these really intimate friendship arguments and how was it tapping into all of these things? Was this part of your workshop, workshop training? Um, I think the one scene, the scene where, I'm, where Emmanuel, um, D'Angelo's, the actor D'Angelo played Emmanuel, was um, yeah. taken into care. Yes. I remember we, 
I did a scene similar to like like that in a workshop also I think mm-hmm. but it wasn't um it was a completely different narrative I don't I think at that point um Claire and Teresa just wanted to see how emotional we could get yeah um, and I feel like out of all the scenes in the film, the hardest scene for me was the one, the argument scene with Kosa. Wow. Because friendship is really important to me and I've never actually had um, had an argument like that with a friend before. I've never actually had a breakup with a friend. And seeing Samaya and Rox um, break up like that, it was like I was breaking up with Kosa and I see Kosa as a friend for life and knowing that so much, the situation could have been so um, avoided, could have been avoided so much, but um, that is a friendship that may never ever get back together because of, um, because of ignorance and lack of communication and other factors. Um, it's just, I felt like, especially because I always say Rox was just mad disrespectful for swearing in someone else's house like that as well. Like, I would never do that. But <laughs> true, true. Sarah wanted us to go home. I'm thinking I'm still in this game. Yeah. Like, I would never do that. Like, just like one quick spoiler when Rox slams the picture on the table. I was thinking, oh, oh. Like, yeah, that burned, that burned. Yeah, that, I felt that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, um, yeah, I think, t- yeah, them emotional scenes were hard, man. As I said, like, I've been taught my whole life to keep it in, that yeah. to show it would, would be weak. And now I'm jumping into an industry where they're saying, oh, they want you to be vulnerable, take it out, take it out, take it out. So um, it didn't feel right. I remember mm. some of those scenes, and I had such a bad headache because my body wasn't used to crying that much. Wow. Yeah, so... Um, so it's, it's, it's mad, it's mad. But Jeez. I always say Kosa, seeing Kosa perform so, um, her performances were so like, Christine, like it was so amazing, it was so stellar. It made me want to do more. I think that's a bit of a <laughs> that I have growing up with um, the three brothers mm. and a very competitive household. So seeing Kosa perform, she almost, she doesn't know this, but she inspired me all the time to want to do better. Like after a performance, I'll go back into my trailer and think, it's cool, so girl's killing it and I'm not killing it. So let me go out there and kill it. Yeah. So you're you motivating see, each <laughs> Go on. I mean, though, do you see what I mean? Like, you don't know, like, I always say this, you're your biggest critic. You don't know mm-hmm. how amazing you actually are. Like, you might be looking at me, but I'm looking at you thinking, bro, how are <laughs> that girl's eyes like that? Like, actually. <laughs> like with everything you do, not even only acting. She's also an artist, like an incredible artist. Like her paintings are insane. Like everything you do, you do with a touch of magic. And <laughs> I just have to say that, like, don't think you're just you're just amazing. Like I watch rocks and like, always think this girl. Like I'll be I'll be crying. Like I don't even cry when I watch films, but you are amazing. Okay. Oh, oh sorry. This is beautiful. This is so beautiful. I want to be your friends too. This is amazing. This is what friendship is. This is what friendship should be. Just 
nothing but love. I absolutely love that. And another thing that I loved is that there were so many women involved in this film. That is not something you get every day. So how was it knowing that you had so many women around you, um, directors, writers, casting, um, camera operators, I, I mean, sound engineers, like how was it like stepping onto a set and knowing, wow, there's a lot of women here. It was like, it was kind of normal to me because I went to all girls school, so I'm, I'm okay. around women. But knowing the statistic and how this is so rare, for me, it's really embarrassing on behalf of the film industry. The fact that um, it's lacked a female gaze for so long. Yeah. It just makes me think how much more there is to give and how much more we haven't seen and how much more... Um, creatives like Sarah Gavron, Teresa Coco, and Claire Wilson. They're, that's out there. That's waiting for their. That's wait. They're waiting for their budget. They're waiting for their chance. They're waiting for their production company to set, to set um, to set sales to their um, projects. I think. Yeah. It's. I think it's mad. It was such a nice environment being around women. The mixture of different attributes and characteristics. Um, everything was done well. I never ever felt uncomfortable on set. It was just pure banter and gist. And um, I just don't understand this whole patriarchy thing. It needs to go so, like, it's so embarrassing that it's still very much like so dominant in our climate mm-hmm. that we're in. And you would think in, in the creative industry as well that these systems, um, wouldn't be like abolished that they're still weighted so much you'd think that they would focus on the creative aspect rather than the the misogynoir and the and the patriarchy and all those other rubbish things (laughs) (laughs) i totally agree you are literally freeing all the realness right now because there is a lot of change needed and i feel like this film is here to show to basically set the levels like you guys have set the levels you've changed the narrative of what uh, inner london and inner city girls are like and about and um i i, I heard bookie that you're not interested in writing and directing as well now yeah i would really um i really love to write and direct i know Colsar is writing as well yeah I would, to, I would love to um venture like into every like end of um Every corner in like in the industry, I think like singing Teresa Coco, um, seeing Claire Wilson, Annie Henriquez, so many women that have inspired me. I want to be like them. I want to write. I want to tell beautiful stories about black and brown people. I want to depict stories of brown people just falling in love rather than struggling for ninety minutes to two hours on screen. Definitely, definitely. Useful, Kosa. How about you? Like, what's what's your vision? And and you know, you're an actress now. <laughs> what to say that? <laughs> no, come on, you're leading lady now. So, what's your vision? What's your plan? Um, hopefully, to carry on doing some more acting, but also create stories, bring other Black Muslim. Um, everyone who deserves to be on that screen, on the screen, who's waiting for their big break, who's just waiting to create, to do stuff, hopefully bring them in, just like how I was brought in, um, direct some beautiful films, maybe 
um, yeah, hopefully write and direct um, and act and just see where that takes me. Amazing, amazing. How old are both of you right now, by the way? I'm 17. And I'm 16. Wow, what a journey this is, like honestly. So you mentioned you was on set when you was 13, 14? Yeah. Wow, this has been a long time coming and yeah. it's, it's wonderful. I mean, how do you feel about seeing your younger selves like that as well? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be watching it and I'll be cringing. Literally, I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh regardless. It's too you much. smashed it. And there's so many memorable moments in there as well. Like the food fight scene was nuts. Oh, my God. That scene was <laughs> all real. That's all I'm going to tell you. That. We even got in trouble because Sarah told Bookie, don't go yet because you're going to ruin continuity. Bookie said, huh? Ah, she threw the food. <laughs> she started getting carried away in the middle of doing all it. She <laughs> fell. It was a mess. It was actually a mess. Like That scene, I remember I was meant to be like, you know, all upset, but I couldn't help it. I was dying. Like, tears were actually coming out of my eyes. Bookie, Bookie just caused the whole, the whole <laughs> Sarah was stressed, the camera was like, oh my god, it was a mess. I love it. Makeup artists were not happy, they were not happy. But, you know, it was a good day, it was fun, but they were not happy. Oh gosh, listen, memories, and you literally showed everyone what it's like to be bad breed children, but also... <laughs> Also, just what how how much fun you can really have being a teenager and you just again you represented and showed such an amazing natural organic friendship which is amazing. So before I let you guys go, um, do you have any tips for anyone that's trying to make it in the mainstream? Because that's what we're all about. We want to encourage the next generation like yourselves are already doing. So between yourselves, okay, I'll We'll do four tips. If you could give two tips each, that would be great. Well, like Bookie always says, like we always say this, we're kind of looking for tips ourselves. Like, okay. I ain't there yet, you know what I mean? To be giving other people tips. But um, as much as I can do, I would say look for opportunities. Um, for example, like Open Door, it's for young actors who are trying to get into the acting world and they always have summer school, an opportunity that you can go into. Um, rather youth, Bookie's actually in Rather Youth. Hey. Academy of Dramatic Arts Youth Company was actually a big deal, but um, yeah. So if you audition for that, at the end they have like a summer summer um, performance where agencies come to watch it. So that's how new actors can you know find their light. Um, but yeah, um, and you know just go for stuff. If you find stuff, go for it. Send your tapes to agencies. This is more than two tips, but you know anything that you can do to kind of get yourself there. Um, yeah. Thank you. And Vicky? Uh, I would say read as much as possible. Read a lot of plays, a lot of fiction, a lot of non-fiction. Mm. Um, read stuff that you wouldn't usually read. Watch film that you wouldn't usually watch. Watch TV that you wouldn't usually watch. I know we're all enjoying Umbrella Academy and Prison Break. <laughs> Let's venture out and watch some foreign film. Let's watch some stuff that you wouldn't usually watch. Pardon? Divine, so yeah, yeah. Like, watch the stuff that you wouldn't usually watch because you can get inspired by anything. I've been inspired by so much things. I would literally be at the bus stop and I would see an old, 
um, Oriental Asian couple just walking and that for me that's so I feel like that's such a profound moment that I've been mm. seeing. So I think it's definitely important to venture out and um, discover new perspectives, have conversations with different people. I know this seems like such a, um, it doesn't seem like a tip directly related to acting, but once you start having these conversations, once you start reading these, um, reading these books and these novels and these plays, you're going to understand how you're feeding into your mm-hmm. creative, your yeah. creative body and your creative mind. And essentially, this is a creative industry. The more creative you are, I think the more the more you will go far. And just adding on to Carlos' tips, adding, um, sorry, joining youth companies, networking, being with other actors, making your own mini short films. Monologues. Monologues. I feel like people think getting an agent is the most important thing when it's not, because we didn't have agents when we got rocked. Yeah matter of just seeing opportunity and not just going for it but taking opportunity mm. and not being not being selfish selfish collaborating if there's an audition bring your friends along and if your friend gets it your friend could enter that industry and bring you along yeah. as well it's all about right. giving and receiving but mm. oh, that's listen you give me like Ten tips. <laughs> no, I love it. This has been so amazing. And just to hear from your perspective coming into the industry and now being able to share this knowledge, that is beautiful. So thank you so much, ladies. I urge everyone to watch Rocks. You will laugh, you will cry, you will, like I said, you'll dance, you'll sing, you'll, you'll have a really great time because I absolutely loved it. I'm going to watch it as many times as I possibly can. And it is officially out on the 18th of September in the UK and Ireland in cinemas. Make sure you watch Rocks. This will be the best thing you can do for your 2020, honestly, because everyone knows this year was crazy. So (laughs) (laughs) So, thank you so much, Kosar, Buki. You're you're now my my fave girls, man. My favorite favorite Londoners. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. No worries. One day in real life. Yes. Honestly. Yes. Yes, We will make sure of it. All right. Thank you so much, ladies. Thank you for listening to the Mainstream Podcast with me, Ramel London. Make sure you subscribe, rate and review on Apple and Spotify and follow us at The Mainstream UK and at Ramel underscore London.